I don't like doing laundry. There it is. The least favorite chore for me in the house is doing laundry. I don't like it. Some of my students in the past have said their least favorite is doing dishes. Give me the dishes any day. My least favorite household chore is doing the laundry. So today, Great Reads is going to take an interesting turn because we are going to discuss just that, the topic of me not enjoying doing laundry and what I've done about it. So stay tuned. Okay, so you've become a listener to Great Reads, and you're used to the fact that we're supposed to be talking books. This is called Great Reads, after all. I am S.J. Baldridge, and I teach eighth grade English, and I started this podcast last spring before the whole coronavirus break that we've had, and my intent was to get my students talking about books. Well, since I didn't have students, that wasn't an option. So I have taken it over this summer, creating some podcasts that we can use as a foundation when I have students again. And right now, knock on wood, I am intending to have students with me in this very room in just 48 hours or so. So I'm really looking forward to seeing students again and um, pitching these podcast ideas and turning the podcasts back over to the students as I intended it. But for today, we have a topic at hand, and that is my least favorite chore of doing the laundry. Have you thought about yours yet? Like I said, my students in the past have almost always said dishes. They just can't stand doing dishes. Mine would be laundry. The bathroom is a close second, but certainly the laundry. So today, we're going to discuss that. It may seem like an odd thing, to discuss in a podcast entitled Great Reads, geared toward books and students and education, but bear with me. There is a point. How have I figured out to face the laundry, the mountains of laundry that can exist in a household? I have four children. Now, they're grown, and so we're not facing nearly the mountain of laundry we have in the past, but It was something I had to face. And if I ignored it, there truly would be a mountain of laundry in our home. How we faced it, I changed my attitude. That was it. No big secret. There's nothing that I can make an infomercial about and sell on late night TV advertising. It is just, I changed my attitude. I changed my approach, and with that change of attitude, change of approach, I was able to tolerate, I am able to tolerate this household chore. So that's the secret. 
Now, there's still a few more minutes in this episode, so that can't be all. And really, there has to be a point with education, doesn't there? Hold on. So honestly, why did this come up right now when I'm prepping for school? I'm prepping to finally have students in my classroom because there's a sort of laundry situation in my English language arts classroom. I am well aware of the fact that I am going to have students walk into my classroom who love reading. And I'm well aware of the fact that I am going to have students walking into my room who view reading as I view laundry. It's a chore. It's something that must be done, and I'm going to have to put up with it. But I teach eighth graders, and many of them maybe haven't come to grips with the fact that I did with laundry. I can't just ignore laundry and set it to the side and hope it goes away. I have to face that. So I understand that I need to help these young adolescents realize that they can change their attitude about reading. Maybe they made their attitude about reading prematurely and it's time for a shift in that. So I try to coach my students the way any coach would coach their athletes. The fundamentals, the conditioning, those are typically not activities students walk into practice begging to do. I can't imagine a coach hearing students walking in saying, can we do more conditioning? I really, really love that part. And that can be the same that I experience in the English language arts classroom. Some students truly do walk in saying, can I just have the whole class period to read? And I get that. I have a tough time managing finding enough time in the day for me to read things that I choose as well. What we need to work on is shifting that understanding and coming to grips with where the students are as far as reading is. What is their attitude? What are their preconceived notions about reading? That's one of the reasons I try to be so well read in young adult literature, because I know that some of these students who think there's not a good book out there, and that's their attitude, they just haven't met it yet. We have amazing young adult authors who are working diligently and publishing daily these books that are high interest and really help students explore their feelings, the emotions, the world out there. And I love trying to introduce students to those books so that they truly have that attitude shift. I needed an attitude shift with laundry. Students need an attitude shift when it comes to reading. And that's what I try to do 
right away at the start of the year is help the students shift their attitude to um, understanding the value and the importance of reading in their life today and in who they're going to be in the future. Okay, what I haven't told you so far is, well, how? How does one fix their attitude? It's easy to say change your attitude, but how do you fix it? Well, for me, again, a mindset. This is something that needs done, and I'm going to tackle it because it needs done. But that doesn't mean that I didn't do small things to help me also. One was just shifting the environment, um, making it an environment conducive to me not having a mindset of grumbling about the laundry the entire time I'm doing it. So that may be just having music playing while I'm doing laundry. That may be that I have the TV on in the background while I'm doing the laundry. It may be that I recruit someone else to help with laundry so that I'm not doing it alone. Now let's go back to the fact that this is the Great Reads podcast. How can I do that with students? Again, I can provide different books that hopefully they see that they really like this and they're digging into the book and not even realizing it's a chore anymore. It can be that students really do need to do the same thing with their environment. If I am trying to get into a book, it may even be a fantastic April Henry mystery or the Michael Vay series or the Harry Potter series or you name it, there's a good chance that I'm not going to get deeply engrossed in that book and understand it if I have the noise of the world around me or a TV show in the background. My one of my son, my son is one who definitely he needs quiet around him if he's going to read. So he has found that that's what he needs to do to his environment in order to succeed. Enlist help. Parents, that's where you can help. If you know that your child is a reluctant reader, would you be willing to read with them? And even if they're a teenager, if you get hooked on the books that they're getting hooked on or help them get hooked on them, it can make a world of difference. Parents, if you have a reluctant reader, can you add a trip to Barnes & Noble or a bookstore into your next shopping outing so that this, your child understands that you are there to support them and that you also value the importance of reading? Uh, can you get um, books on Amazon for them or an OverDrive account so that they have that Amazon Kindle, that Kindle app on their phone, they open it and they can just read a book on their phone? If you show them that this is important, it does make a difference. So changing attitude is really the only secret I have 
to how I fixed my whole issue with the laundry. And hopefully, as I partner with students and parents, we can also change attitudes about reading in the young adults that we encounter because we know this is a foundation for the rest of their life. I'm never going to be done doing laundry. And students are never going to be done reading. They're going to be reading their entire lives. And if I can help them with that foundation, just like coaches help athletes with their foundation through conditioning, we're going to be better off for the entire year they're in my class and as they become lifelong learners and good citizens in their communities in the future. So that is my hopefully last episode of me filling in on great reads. And the next time that we have this, we may have a wonderful interview with a student um, about something they've read so that we can truly get this podcast to be what I intended as great reads.